fuck them kids Christmas. You got to get them up for school. Do they get you up for work? You got to feed them. Do they feed you? I'm tired of having broke best friends. Fuck they Christmas. Welcome back to another episode of Taco Court Fantasy Football League Podcast. I am your host, Nate. You can find me at Naderade530 on Twitter and our league at Taco Court Pod. Today, we revive someone from the dead, someone that we off, but it's the holiday season and we're all about the goodness and the kindness in our hearts and getting people back on track, enjoying the time with our friends and family. And today I'm joined by one of my friends and who I, I think I consider you family. Like we have some pretty deep talks I don't have with my mother anymore, Matt. At Graham the Man 69 on Twitter, you can find him there, the co-host of 58 West King Podcast. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Yeah, I'm back. Back in the saddle again. I paid my penance. I paid my dues. I said 55 Hail Marys. And uh, you know, I made my way back. I, I dodged some hitman squads for a little while. You put out on me. Um, yeah. but I'm I'm back in the good graces. I'm happy to be here. We tried to blow up your car, but um, you weren't ever sitting in it. So we were like, oh, we couldn't do anything like that. But speaking on that Hail Mary's thing, my ex, one time we went up to San Francisco to visit her mom and them. And then we were taking them to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. They lived in San Francisco, driving like an hour 20, right? Her grandma is like hardcore Catholic, and she did Hail Marys the entire drive from San Francisco to fucking Monterey. And my ex felt so bad. And like her grandmother's like hardcore, hardcore, like, you know, real old, 86, 80, 90, whatever years old, made her wear like the veil thing and everything and made her do it in it. And I'm just sitting there driving for like an hour and a half. So that's my one Hail Mary story that I have. You know what hardcore Catholics say? Communion no. without baptism is just underage drinking. I like that. <laughs> All right, let's hop into a manager on manager segment. Yes, we stole it from your guys' podcast, but we've made it better, and you guys stopped doing it, so we're going to keep doing it here. So I don't want to hear any lip. What's the best Christmas gift you ever received as a child? So as a child, I'm, I'm glad you specified this because you didn't specify with Tony, and Tony talked about getting married in December. Um, yeah. So as a child, it's – the, I remember the one that I was the most excited about. I think I was like 12 or 13 and I got a guitar, but it was like hidden behind the Christmas tree. So like I came out, I didn't see anything. I was like, oh, I definitely asked for a guitar, but whatever. No big mm -hmm. deal. Such is life. Say lovey. We open up all the presents. My dad was classic. Like if he knew there was something you were super excited about, he was going to make you think you weren't getting it until yeah. the very end of it. And then he was like, oh, what's, did you look behind the tree? Like, did you check in the attic? Did you check the neighbor's truck? I don't just yeah because that's my dad has to has to have fun with messing with us he once gave me like an entire box of books with uh star fox at the very bottom of it i pulled out like four <laughs> books it's like i don't want books man i don't know let me go to the next one <laughs> uh, um, but it, the guitar was behind the tree and i just remember being so excited never learned yeah. how to play it never just didn't do anything with it but i remember how excited i was to get it. that's cool for me it was probably around the same age like middle school time frame right i got a boom box or like a stereo, right? And it was one that had like the stereo thing in the middle and it had two speakers that you had to plug into the side, you know, into the back or whatever with the red and white cables, but it had two tape decks. So it allowed me to record like the drive at five, right? Or the morning, the morning mix or whatever before school started and I could record on a cassette. And then I would record, like once that popped, I would record on the other, on the other one. And then later on make my own mixtape and stuff like that so that I can like 
give that to girls at school, right? Like, hey, here, I made you a, I made you a tape or something like that of songs, and you're like mixing the whole thing or whatever. I think my parents still have it at the house, but that was my most memorable Christmas gift as a kid. So along that same vein, I remember my dad got like a brand new surround system one year for Christmas. Like they bought it for themselves and they gave me their old one, which was almost the exact same thing. It was this old school, huge subwoofer that was like the size of a cabinet. And on top yeah. of it was like that glass opened up. There was a five CD changer, two tape decks and like two speakers. This shit was in my small ass bedroom. I'd be playing Goldeneye, bumping CDs one after the other. Dude. I was oh yeah. Like hours. Yeah, oh yeah. Business back in the day. Oh yeah. You got a question for me? I do. Um, so what's uh, what's something that uh, you do Christmas-wise that's like a tradition either that you did when you were a kid or something you're doing now um, that you that you really enjoy? It's whenever we put up our Christmas tree. So my grandmother makes ornaments. My dad's mother makes, or- makes ornaments. And whenever a kid is born or like your first kid is born, she makes a little stocking for that kid. So it's like a, it's like a mini sock, maybe like two, three inches big or something like that. And my mom would always have, like, we couldn't put anything on the tree until I put my stocking thing on top. Like, that was the first thing. We didn't do an angel or star or anything like that. That was the top of our Christmas tree thing. So now I do that with my daughters because my grandmother gave us one for Layla. So we don't put anything on our tree until that thing. And that's kind of like what signifies, like, the start of Christmas for us and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like, hey, and the kids know. We don't put anything on. We don't put bulbs. We don't turn the lights on to check them. Anything we put that stocking thing on first, and then we go forth and decorate the rest of the tree. That's cool. That's really cool. Uh, mine's a little bit more simple, probably more widespread. But we uh, like going to look at Christmas lights. Not just like we do it like three, four times a week, maybe five times a week. Nice. Like we just make it a point to like, all right, let's get in the car, let's turn on like the seat heaters, blast the heaters put Christmas music on, roll the windows down. And like, there's a lot of neighborhoods nearby that get, get after it. Cause we live mm-hmm. in an apartment. So we try to go see the best we can. Um, kids love it. So nice. yeah, go look at Christmas lights, man. And the yeah, like Christmas that. lights these days are crazy elaborate. Mm-hmm. Have you wow. seen, do you follow that girl on Twitter? She's from like England. She was doing a, a seg. She does a whole thing on like different foods in the U S and in England. So people would send her like snacks and stuff that they have in yeah. England. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And then um, she's like a, in love with ranch, essentially. Like right. someone sent her ranch dressing and now she's all about ranch. But now her whole TikTok is her wanting to come. She's she's coming to the U.S. so that she can see Christmas lights because I guess in England they don't do Christmas. Like you don't have those whole neighborhoods that set up Christmas lights. So she, it's just her like green screen watching people drive through neighborhoods with Christmas lights. And she's like, we don't do this in the U.K. Like I need to move and whatever. And I guess she's taking a trip to the U.S. and like documenting it through her TikTok. So. It's pretty cool. All right, let's move on to uh, the league stuff before we get into our draft for this week, which, you know, basically everybody's here just for the draft and to get triggered based off whatever we end up selecting. So in the waiver report, number one, Milford Academy acquired KJ Osborne for 200 bucks, dropping Curtis Samuel to do so. Other offers came from the Pocket Dogs for five bucks and Cops Lives Matter and Tony Patriot for a dollar each. I shave my balls for this acquired Cole Komet for $27, dropping Jack Doyle to do so. No other bids were made. They also acquired Jalen Guyton for $25, dropping Traquan Smith to do so. Other bids came from Cops Lives Matter for a buck. 
You, Matt, Boner Jams 03 acquired the Washington quarterback for a dollar, dropping the Giants quarterback to do so. No other bids were made. And Three Penis Wine acquired Samaj P. Ryan for a buck. Didn't have to drop anybody. Any thoughts on the waiver wire period this week? I can speak to why I picked up Washington football because I don't know if it's going to be Mike Lennon and Hertz is on by, or the Eagles are on by this week. So yep. I just was like, all right, I'll pivot. Heineke's been the serviceable, so I'll, I'll make that change. Some of the other ones kind of feel point chasey a little bit, but I get it. You're getting this part of the season. There wasn't like a clear standout. Everybody bid all their money on this guy. So you kind yeah. of just make some gambles based on what the matchups look like next week. So I don't hate any of them. And no one's spending an exorbitant amount of money. The waivers are like dry, right? Like we got a competitive league, 12 people. We got deep benches. You know, I think we're seven and eight benches deep. And you got people on COVID and injured reserve stuff like that for a couple of weeks. So, you know, people taking some shots, getting trying to get a flyer guy to maybe push them over the top to get them in the playoffs as we get into the last week of the regular season. So don't hate it at all. Week 14 preview. This week's picks we are going to be making based off of who would give the worst Christmas gift to a child. Matchup number one, we got the Vinegar Strokes, five and eight. That's me at Too Hot to Handle, six and seven. Too Hot to Handle is a 33-point favorite coming into this. Favorite to win 139 to 106. Who you got winning this one based off the worst Christmas gift they would give to a child? Uh, so it's Beisner, right? You're going up against yep. Beisner. Yep. I, I know Beisner's got kids. You got kids. I just feel like Beisner's wife probably puts all the thought into buying the gifts, and he's just kind of like... Like he's a dad that like when they're open up Christmas gifts like oh man we got you that oh, yeah cool like, he just kind of get has that like he maybe like blanked out half of the gifts that were talked about during the uh, during the Christmas season so I'm going with Beisner to win this matchup based on that he's going to give the worst gifts to his own kids. Yeah, I'm going to double down on that as well. I think Beisner's the one who would like make his kids watch Christmas Vacation like ten times in a row and then give them a subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club because that's the gift that keeps on giving all year round. So too hot to handle to take down that matchup. Matchup number two, we got the Milford Academy, nine and four, going against Tony Patriot, seven and six. Tony Patriot's currently an eight-point favorite, favored to win 143 to 135. Who you got winning this one? This is a no-brainer. Terrence might be one of the most thoughtful people that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. And so I know he's going to go all out to pick out gifts for kids. And he does so for his nephews, his nieces. And Tony, Tony's going to give his son tidy whities and they're like, look, the future is now, and you got to learn. This is how we do things in the Cosentino family. He's probably going to even give his daughter tidy whities. This is for your future significant other, just so they know that they understand that being a part of this family means one thing and one thing only, and it's that we wear tidy whities. So uh, definitely going with Tony to win this matchup, giving crappy gifts to, to the kids. Yeah, we're two for two on this one. I'm going with Tony Patriot for the same reason there. But the, my, my caveat is that he's going to give his kids hand-me-down tidy whities that are his right so they're tanned on the back white on the front that way if anybody ever tries to date his daughter you know they try to get with her or anything like that when she's like 17 18 you know and boys trying to do nasty things to your daughter she, they're gonna try to do that kind of stuff she's like wait hold on man i wear tidy whities and they're my dad's from 2021 tony patriots taking this one down <laughs> Matchup number three, the Pocket Dogs, seven and six, headed to the Boner Jams 03. That's you, four and nine. Pocket Dogs is currently a 39-point favorite. Favorite to win 121 to 82. Who you got winning this? I, I just thank you for the uh, for the spreadsheet showing that that was big of a dog and prompted me to change my lineup. I'm now favored by six points as of right mm -hmm. now, right before we start recording. But I'm going to lose this matchup because I'm really good. I don't know Pocket Dogs that well. I don't understand. I don't know what they're gift-giving attributes are. I just know that I give great gifts, super thoughtful. I like, I pay attention all year and I pick out things 
um, that I know they're going to love, surprise them. So it's going to be me getting the good gift and also losing this week's matchup. And we are three for three in this one because James isn't going to think about anything and all he's going to have laying around the house is half-eaten crayons. Therefore, the kids are getting half-eaten crayons, but they're getting a lot of them. So that, that's his justification. Hey, I gave them like 30 crayons. Well, that's because it was 60 half-chewed crayons. Pocket Dogs is winning this matchup as well. Matchup number four, I shave my balls for this. Seven and six, that's Trey at Clint. Password is Taco, eight and five. Password is Taco currently a 15-point favorite. Favorite to win 126 to 111. Who you got in this one? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw curveball here. I think that this might be the one instance where being competitive might do Trey a disservice. Like he spends all his effort and time being the best at everything. He might he might not get out to go Christmas shopping until like the night before Christmas, you know, just like Arnold Schwarzenegger did in that wonderful yep. Christmas movie, Jingle All the Way. Trey's like a successful businessman, but he's out looking for Turbo Man the night before Christmas, falls short, gets into a fight with the mailman. So I'm taking uh I'm taking I shave my balls for this to win this week and also give it back to the kids. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there because I don't think Trey will ever shop for a Christmas gift because he's just going to task his wife to do so. So Beth is going to be the one going out getting all the Christmas gifts because Trey's got to do hours on the Peloton every single night and he doesn't have time for that. So give me Trey to win this one as well. Matchup number five, we have Octavio and the Murder Boners 2 and 11 headed to 3 Penis Wine 9 and 4. 3 Penis Wine is a 56 point favorite coming into this one. 153 to 197, the projected outcome. Who you got? We got three penis wine also mostly to give bad gifts, but more importantly, their percentage to win estimated on ESPN right now is a 69% chance to win the matchup. So got you can't, that's a, that's a magical number. You can't get away from it. So don't know a whole lot about him, but I know that he's getting bad gifts for kids this year. So there you go. I am going to go with three penis wine as well. The guy is going to claim that he just took his daughter to a Cincinnati Bengals game, watched Justin Herbert rip apart the Bengals defense, which I I mean, if I was if I was his kid, I would have loved that as a gift. Um, going to see Justin Herbert rip up the Bengals and, you know, get Nate a coffee. But Octavio, Octavio actually likes kids, I feel like. Like I think he's got some nieces and he's all into them. He understands what they're into. And if all else fails, he's gonna bring them tamales and tamales are always a good christmas gift what's better than a 12 pack of tamales that you can you can just unwrap them all day i am going to go with three penis wine winning this one as well matchup number six in our final matchup the matchup of the week cops lives matter seven and six at the eskimo brothers seven and six eskimo brothers is currently an 18 point favorite favorite to win 93 to 77 this matchup has a lot of playoff implications the league started out with cops lives matter near the top eskimo brothers all the way at the bottom and now they're right in the middle and Eskimo Brothers has overcome a lot of stuff with injuries, lost Derrick Henry, lost Calvin Ridley, and somehow scraped himself up into playoff contention. Who you got in this one? Got a love an underdog story. Um, I was hoping that it was going to be me this year, that I was going to be the underdog story. Turns out I'm mm -hmm. just the just the dog. There's, there's, <laughs> I don't know. The underdog that doesn't get it done, I don't know, whatever that is, that's me. But Eskimo Brothers is the voice for all of those disenfranchised teams that started off the season shitty. So... You're giving bad gifts to kids, and I can't wait to see you take it all down coming from the back. Let's go, Eskimo Brothers. <sighs> this one's hard for me. I feel like Chad's a really thoughtful person. Like, he cares about a lot of people, and he wants to do stuff that's pretty good. He'll probably end up, like, he's really into softball. He's pretty damn good at softball as well, too. So, you know, the kid's probably going to get, like, some, some badass bat or something like that, while the Eskimo Brothers is going to give micro-machines of Jeeps. I don't know if anybody's going to want Jeeps 
for micro machines, right? Like you want the bigger Jeep, like the one that has the power wheel and stuff like that. And he's just not going to do that because he's got to buy parts for his Jeeps and the seven of them that are sitting outside of his house and parked inside of his rock lawn. So Eskimo Brothers is winning this one, getting themselves into the playoffs and avoiding the Sacco this year. My oh, lock Eskimo Brothers, is, Eskimo Brothers is Jeep speed, huh? Yeah. Is it Jeep speed? Woo. All Jeeps. Everything Jeep. <laughs> My lock of the week this week is Password is Taco. Over, I shave my balls for this. Even though I selected I shave my balls for this to win this one, I think he's still going to lose. So I'm going back and forth on that one. <sighs> Who you got for your lock of the week? My lock of the week is three penis wine over the murder boners. Yeah, looking at the rosters, um, I don't see, you know, the Bengals will be up and down, but throwing Seattle QB in there. He's got Mixon. I like the team. Alexander Madison's on a tear right now. So yep. I like three penis wine to take this one down. Yep, yep, yep. Lock of the week was presented by Bang and Elf. That's Nick.com. Promo code Taco for 31% off your first month's service. Once again, that is Lock of the Week presented by Bang and Elf.com, also known as Three Penis Wine. Nick, my boss, <laughs> my timesheet marker offer guy. Thanks for doing my timesheet when I forget, Nick. Promo code Taco for 31% off your first month's service. We got to do a draft map. And this week, we are doing our top five 90s kids. We kind of grew up in the 90s as kids, right? Christmas gifts that we never got. During the 90s, if you weren't born in the 90s, most of our listening base was kids in the 90s, somewhere around there. I've kind of looked at some of the demographics. We're in that like high 20 to early 40 range and stuff like that. We used to watch television every Saturday. And every Saturday, you'd wake up and you'd see all these commercials for all the toys that you got, right? It's crazy because I don't see that stuff as much on kids' YouTube like I used to see on television, right? If you're watching Salute Your Shorts or, you know, Doug or Legends of the Hidden Temple, everything was an ad, 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 ad for some type of toy. And we never got them. At least I never did. So we're going to go over our top five ones that we did not get. Seeing as you're coming back onto the show and I'm in the giving mood right now, you get to pick where you pick in the draft first or on the turn. Picking first, I don't know this will be on your list, but on the off chance it is, I absolutely need to get this. It's so bad that I like there's TikToks of this toy now, and I follow the TikToks, and it just makes me more sad that I didn't get when I was a kid. Yeah. And I'm going with Beyblades. I don't know if you ever mm. you remember mm -hmm. Battle Beyblades, little mm -hmm. spinny top, you'd spin it, and some were heavy, some were light, some it was like the battle robot show, but it was like in this little plastic arena that you get. Oh, man, I must have asked for that like five years in a row. And I don't know why my parents didn't get it for me. It's not like they, they got me good gifts every now and then. Uh, most of the time they got me good gifts. But for whatever reason, Beyblades never made it under the tree. And I'm sad that it happened. My wife wants to buy me one this year. I told her, no, it built character not having it. And I think I need to continue that. So Yeah, yeah. You need something to talk about on the podcast next year. <laughs> exactly. Top five things we still haven't gotten as 90 kids. <laughs> yep, still Beyblades. Still Beyblades. <laughs> So you got Beyblades. I got two of them coming right now. I phrase this as Christmas gifts that we never got. So it, it can encompass a lot of things. A lot of my friends had these things and I always had to go across the street to play with it. And it was huge within our culture. And, you know, you would play the red, yellow and the blue Pokemon game in it. And mine is the Game Boy Color. My neighbors had a Game Boy Color and I would go across the street just to play Game Boy Color Pokemon and you know, run through all the grass and stuff like that just to see if I somehow bumped into some type of grass Pokemon or anything like that. But never got me a Game Boy Color. My second one that I'm going to do, and oh man, this, I think they still do some commercials for this thing. 
but I never got one of those screaming Nerf balls, Nerf footballs with the full tail on the back that you're supposed, supposedly you could throw a hundred yards right and it's just like through the air and nothing like that. I never got one and I always wanted one and it, it sucked. All the kids in the neighborhood got one. So Christmas morning, get done at, unwrapping presents like 8.30 in the morning. All you hear outside is like, pew, pew, pew. And it's like everybody's screaming Nerf football. Never got one. That is my second pick. You got two coming up. So those are great ones. I did have both of those. Uh, full disclosure, I had a Game Boy Color, and mm-hmm. I had I had three of the Nerf balls, and this is why. So my dad bought them, and this is why he not why he bought them, but what we ended up doing with them. We didn't play regular football with them. We would go camping, and this is not politically correct at all. So we're gonna bleep this. We're gonna bleep this. It was my dad's idea. It's a good guy. We don't bleep on this podcast. We would play a game, quote unquote, called Taliban where we would run through the woods and try to hit each other with the Nerf balls. And I would be like climbing over a tree and all I would hear is and it would just hit me right in the head, knock me down. I'm like 12. My dad's throwing bullets. He's Uncle Rico and balls through the trees. He still, he still has one. I'm like, I'll come over and I'll be in the front yard saying hi to my mom and I'll hear it. And it'll barely like whiz by me because my dad still thinks it's funny to terrorize me. Yeah. We didn't use it for football. Like mortars. They're fucking mortars. mortars. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I remember the commercial that was like John Elway. He was like, look at John Elway throw a a Nerf ball 90 yards. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Mike Vick. When Mike Vick was just launching at 80 yards, like in a a real game. And then he throws that thing out of a stadium. And you're like, oh my God, he threw it out of a dome. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That was good. Good picks. Good picks. All right. So my third, my second pick. Um, is along the vein of the Game Boy Color, and it's a video game system. Um, it's the Sega Dreamcast. I had a cousin Ooh. and a neighbor that had one, and like it didn't end up being in like the pantheon of great video games because like PlayStation, Xbox came out soon after. But mm. don't let you forget, Sega Dreamcast was legit. It was like the NES system, but upgraded. It had the gun controllers that were like more responsive. You could play the Jurassic Park game on it, like you could the arcade. There's mm. some cool shit on the Dreamcast, and I asked for it, and I never. Got it. Yeah, it was like the best graphic like four controller console when it first came out, right? I remember I used to play I think someone gave me one, like some kid didn't like theirs or something like that, and they gave it to me. It was like when it was old, old, old. But I would uh play like I think they had WWE, WWF Royal Rumble on there. And I would play that and I'm like, this looks so real, right? And it it was pretty awesome. That was a good that was a good console. Um and then my next one, I would I would love action figures. Loved action figures. Got all the action figures I wanted. Never once was able to lock in that Batmobile. Oh man. I remember every year they came out with a new cool Batmobile that like lit up and had like crystallized tires and, and like would eject Batman into the sky and some shit like that. Yeah. And I never got it. And I think it was because like the action figures were like nine bucks a pop and the Batmobile was like seventy nine dollars. Mm-hmm. My dad was like, I can just get you more action figures. Like, why would you? So I never got the Batmobile. Instead I had to like fashion devices for my did you ever like tie um, grocery bags to their arms, throw them up the air, and let them like parachute down and shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no Batmobile or no Batwing, but I was able to, you know, throw them off the roof and shit. Yeah, I have. Um, I never got. And this is on my list, but I don't think I'm gonna pick it now because seeing where you've kind of gone to. But I had GI Joes down, mm-hmm. and I never got GI Joes as a kid. But my dad had some old ones from when he was a kid, or they were my brothers or something, and they're still at the house. But they're in this like little, little fake tool chest thing or whatever like a metal toolbox thing 
and I would take those things and wrap the plastic bags and throw them. You get them stuck on the roof, so then you got to go grab like your soccer ball, or your your football or something, and go try to hit it so that or put it up and then let it roll back down to knock it down. You spend 30, 40 minutes doing that. I got two picks coming up. Another one, it was heavy on the commercial stuff, and I never got one, and I always thought it would be awesome because I was like always into the arts and stuff like that. Was a light bright. So being able to, you know, have the lights fully out and then make whatever picture or anything you wanted. I thought those things were so freaking awesome, man. And they would always be like given away on guts or double dare, right? And stuff like that. And I never got me a, a light bright. To this day, I haven't had a light bright. Uh, I think my sister bought my kids one a couple years back, but then they lost all the little peg things in it. So if I end up getting another one, we'll have to figure out how to store that thing correctly. My fourth one... Oh, man, I hope people remember this thing. It was called a talk boy. I don't know if you remember the talk boy, right? You could put a cassette in it and then you'd had the little lip thing that had like a little mini microphone thing and you could walk around and record things on it and stuff like that. Make your own kind of like Walkman thing. Uh, talk boy was another one I always wanted. I, I remember always seeing that thing on like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like it's one of the bigger gifts, you know, like just talk boy. So always wanted one of those. Those are solid. I never had a library. My sister got one and she would not let me play with it. And I would just like like watch her in a room making these elaborate, super cool. Because they had like black paper that yeah. laid over the lights with little holes. You just poke into the hole and it would light up. Like, oh. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> uh, I never got G.I. Joe's either, but I got like those imitation G.I. Joe's that would come like 40 in a pack that like all the arms were connected by rubber bands. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like fully posable, but like the rubber band would get loose and the arm would just hang off to the side. <laughs> but it was like a 40 pack. Like my dad was like, it looks like G.I. Joe's. It's in the same aisle at Toys R Us. This must be the same thing. Plus I get 40 of them for the price of two. Like, come on, this is no brainer. It's like a value <laughs> pack of underwear. <laughs> so this next one, I would get a version of it twice and then not until my birthday when i was like 13 when i went with them to the store and i was like no this is what i want was a professional yo-yo with brains you know what i'm saying like you would ask for a yo-yo thinking that they understood that you meant a duncan yo-yo with the little things inside of it that you could walk you could actually do tricks with and i would get this yep. fucking shitty yo-yo that went down and the string fizzled out because there was no weight to it like so i remember twice like getting a yo-yo that wasn't the right yo-yo Thank you, but also like, damn it, this is not what I wanted. Like, I can't walk the dog. I can't go around the world. I can't do anything with this damn toy. Dude, um, that's awesome. We were just talking about yo-yos like a couple months back. I was at AJ's house. Um, if you're, you've heard on the podcast before. He's like one of my best friends. But we were talking about it for some reason. Then he came over and checked out the house about a month ago or so. And he brought a three pack of like Duncan, like professional yo-yos or whatever. So like one for each of us, like me and the two girls, whatever like that. They're so freaking, I was so happy, dude. Like kids go to bed and I'm over here, like two yo-yos going back and forth, like trying to do all this crazy Cradle around baby. the world shit. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Like yeah. it's so fun. My last pick, it's not, I liked it. I wanted to get it. It looked cool, but I remember the commercial was phenomenal and it was perfection. You remember perfection? Like pop goes perfection. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. a race against the clock, and you have to get all the little pieces inside of the thing. I don't know how much fun it would have been to actually play. My parents probably right not getting it for me, but I just remember the commercial. Like the dude had stuff popping out of his chest and shit. That commercial was iconic. So I'm gonna go with perfection. Nice. Yeah, dude. That I remember that game. And then and it'd be like the countdown thing, and then be like, oh, as every all the pieces pop out and stuff like that, and or someone's trying to put a square inside of. A round hole, you know, and they wonder why we all have anxiety, right? Because you look at all the <laughs> fucking board games we played, like Mousetrap, 
Operation, Operation, yeah. Jenga, like pretty much every board game outside of like Monopoly and Clue and stuff where it was just competitive. It was like, oh, this shit's going to break on you and fall and it's your fault. <laughs> Way to Dude, go. The, the girls love playing Operation and I hate it because I'm like, I, I still feel so terrible. Like, oh my God, I'm hurting this guy, right? And it's like, yeah. and, and then it buzzes you in like your hand. It's almost like a shock pen. I feel like there's a taser built into the old ones. I don't, I don't yeah. know it's not that case anymore, but I could have sworn I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're completely getting voltage all the way through your body. All right, I got one last one here. Uh, I got a lot that I think are pretty good. We could, probably could have done top 10, but that seems to be a, a thing whenever you're on. Like when we did the Emo Daddy Gang episode, yes. right, with the emo bands, we were like, yeah, we could have kept going. This one, I felt like this commercial was everywhere, all over Nickelodeon, especially Nickelodeon. I watched a lot of Nick more than Disney growing up. And this was a super soaker with a backpack tank. I've always, yeah, you know, I always wanted the one with the backpack tank. Like I might get like little water guns here and there, right? But I always wanted that big ass super soaker that you just walk out looking like, you know, the mask, you know, Jim Carrey in the mask with the Tommy gun. But then you got about, you know, four liters of water on your back. And I might not be able to hold it up at the age of nine. It might tip me over. But I wanted that damn thing so that I can go out and just blast everybody and be ready for the summer. So shout out Mike Graham, my father. I had it. And <sighs> I remember how I got it. So like some of the neighbor kids down the block were like two to three years older than me. And we would do mm -hmm. water gun fights. I remember one time like they fucking smoked. Me. They smoked. You know, I came home soaked. I looked like, did, like did just depressed. I was like, what's wrong? I was like, I keep losing water gun fights. And he's like, I got you. We went to the store, bought me the fucking... It's a, it's a three, it was like a two, three gallon backpack. I was like this the whole time. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it didn't help my posture, but like, I mean, you would pump it and that shit would just unload water. <laughs> and I remember like, I showed up and everyone kids were like, holy shit, run. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, it got so bad. I was beating kids so bad that one kid had to go turn on his garden hose and try to fight me back with the garden hose. <laughs> oh, dude, those were the days. Those were the days. Yeah. I want to get one. I want to like get with tony over the uh, you know when summertime comes around or whatever because our kids will probably be hanging out a lot during the summer and just be like hey let's do like a water balloon water gun fight thing and they'll come out with their little pew pews right and then me and tony just come out like and just blast the shit out of all the kids in the neighborhood because like his house in that area there's like six seven eight kids that play outside all every single day so it'd be nice. perfect to come out with that thing just complete revenge taking it out on my parents for never getting me one for christmas <laughs> All right, to recap our five picks, Matt, you got Beyblades, Sega Dreamcast, the Batmobile action figure, Duncan Yo-Yo with the brains inside and perfection, while I went with the Light Bright Super Soaker with the backpack tank, Talk Boy, Game Boy Color, and the Screaming Nerf Football. So we'll get a poll out there on the socials for everybody. You're going to smoke me. I like your list better. I don't know. <laughs> I man. can already like, tell you, man. This one should generate less hate than all the other ones. Like, I don't know. All of those are great toys. Like, there's there could be toys that we forgot, but maybe mm -hmm. we also got them. I feel like the controversy is going to be the lowest that we've ever seen in a draft in this particular draft. Yeah. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what other people wanted as kids and never got, right? Because I think they'll that list will be kind of fun to watch, you know, through the comments and stuff like that. I don't know. Like, some of these things, like, I didn't get, right? But you got. So that's kind of interesting, too. And I think that's one of the things that I, I kind of liked about this one. So the last three that I had on my list that we didn't go over were Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Mm -hmm. Never had them. Street Shark action figures. I didn't even watch the show, but I thought the action figures looked so fucking cool and dope. Yep. Um, and then the, the epitome 
of kids' toys, in my opinion. Most kids thought it was the Furby, not in my time. It was the Tamagotchi. Um, yeah. <laughs> I never had one, dude. And I know my friends would like have it on their backpack in school and it would make noise in class. I'm like, oh, it's hungry. I'm like, what's mm-hmm. hungry? What are you talking about? <laughs> it was just like a, just like the di- first digital pet, man. This shit was, I never got one. This shit was legit. That was the first thing that I wrote on my list was the Tamagotchi. <laughs> so it was that. Then I had Pokemon cards, the computer game, The Sims. I never got The Sims and I always wanted to play that. Pogs. I never got Pogs. Somehow I had Pogs, but I think they, they came from my brothers. I never got Pogs for a gift. The Skip It, which was a big thing on television, stuff like that. Because we used to play outside as kids, right? And like it was, you went outside after breakfast and you came back when the streetlights went on. So we would always be doing something with the double dutch jump ropes, hopscotches, and all that kind of stuff. Never got Micro Machines. G.I. Joe's I spoke about and a Nintendo 64 I never got. I've never owned a Nintendo 64. 35 years old. So that's why I shouldn't be too sad about the Sega Dreamcast because I think I got the Nintendo 64 like the next year. Mm -hmm. And Nintendo 64 was... It's that GoldenEye. It was so good. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. And number two, you could build your own skate parks. Put spikes in the middle and shit. Yep. Wild. Yep, yep, yep. All right, we're going to head out of here here in a minute. But before we do, be sure to go check out Matt's podcast, the 58 West King podcast, <laughs> available wherever you're listening to this one. Just scroll up a little bit, and you can click the link to get to that one. You can follow that at 58WKing Podcast on Twitter as well. Be sure to follow Matt at MattGramTheMan69. Banger of the Week. You guys got good at Banger of the Week this last week. I spoke about it in the last episode. You haven't heard that one yet, but it's coming up. It's about done with an edit, but you're getting good. That last episode, you guys tied together like the front end of the episode all the way to the back end and the banger played into the words that you guys spoke. And I kind of appreciated that. I spoke about it a little bit. So um, yeah, I've, I have a to- 95% of Banger of the Week control at this moment. So just remember how good of friends we are. <laughs> 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 but like, I, I, picked this, I picked one song. Me and Tony both read it was a little much. But yeah. It was, is J. Cole's Get Off My Dick. And I was like, yeah, yeah it's a little much. <laughs> I was like, because I love that song. That's like a hype song when I'm at the gym. And then I'm mm-hmm. listening to it. And it was like, oh, that's a, especially for the kind of podcast, you know, I mean, we bleep shit. So yeah. having a song called Get Off My Dick's probably not, probably not the yeah. best idea. So I want some rest. <laughs> so earlier I went to Target after my Walmart gas station meltdown and I couldn't have been in the store maybe like 30 minutes. And I promised that I heard this song three times and now it's stuck in my head. Therefore, I find it to be our duty to get it stuck in your head. Well, you wait to see if Santa brings you the gifts that you never got as a kid this year. Bang of the week is Kelly Clarkson underneath the tree. Love you. Bye. Bye.
Everything changed, you're all I need All I need to change 